about do it here for the daily sports report today. Uh, I've been Austin Falco, the other side of the glass, Sergio and Alex talking some NBA trade deadline, but don't forget the AAF Alliance of American football starts up this weekend and go legends. That's all I'm going to leave you with uh, along with a good night and a go blue. Thanks for listening to the daily sports report on 88.3 WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's it? Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. And we got some sad news at WCBN and in Ann Arbor. A local musician has gone cosmic. Mr. Largebeat is no longer with us. He has entertained many people and made many people very happy, but he has gone cosmic no longer on this planet. And I'd like to take a moment to pay a tribute to Mr. Largebeat. I did not know him personally, but he's somebody that I could really get a good vibe, that he was a really nice guy. And that's backed up by some of the nice comments I've heard from folks I know who did know him. In his album, In His Own Little Universe, he had a song called What's Inside the Box? And this being Pandora's Lunchbox... Here's Mr. Largebeat. One, two, one, two, three, four. Waking up one morning, there's a mailman at my door. Someone sent a package and it looks strange, that's for sure. I can't seem to open it, there's no seam and there's no door. What's inside the box?
Mr. Largebeat, and what's inside the box? Thank you for the music you've brought to everyone in Ann Arbor. And Mr. Largebeat, local musician, has now gone cosmic. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and we've got a lot to talk about on today's show. A lot of things going on, a lot of things happening in the world around us. And here's one right now. This is a little bit of a notice of something coming up this week. Ice is a part of our lives right now. It also goes in drinks and things. Well, an ice carving festival is happening this Saturday at this Saturday at noon at County Farm Park on Platte Road, an ice carving festival. There's another one coming up in a few weeks, and I will mention that as well later on. Happy Lunar New Year, by the way, to everyone. The Lunar New Year began on Tuesday. Today is the third day of the Lunar New Year. And it's important enough that I have a calendar that mentioned, first of all, the first day of the Lunar New Year on Tuesday. It mentioned on Wednesday something unrelated, Waitangi Day in New Zealand, which I should have looked up, but I did not yet. But then it has had a special mention for the third day of the Lunar New Year, which this is. Excuse me. Here's some information from nationsonline.org about the Lunar New Year and the third day specifically. Families who had an immediate relative deceased in the past three years will not go house visiting as a form of respecting the dead. That is, as a form of respect to the dead. The third day of the new year is allocated to grave visiting instead. Some people conclude it is inauspicious to do any house visiting at all, as it is believed that evil spirits roam the earth this day, and hence it would be bad luck to be outdoors. Businesses which had been closed during the prior festivities will be reopened, and prayers will be held in order to be blessed with prosperity in the upcoming year. Conservative Chinese businesses do not open until after the fifth day of the Lunar New Year due to previously mentioned roaming ghosts. Now, the Chinese New Year celebrations and the Lunar New Year celebrations, which are celebrated in China and in Laos and in Vietnam and Cambodia and other countries, the celebrations traditionally have gone on for 15 days. There's going to be a celebration of the Lunar New Year actually coming up next Tuesday at the Max M. Fisher Music Center. It's going to feature the China National Peking Opera Company and the Hubei Chime Bells National Chinese Orchestra. There's going to be a combination of vocal artistry, costumes, and acrobatics. The music will be performed on exact replicas of the ancient imperial bells of China, and there will be pre-concert activities and performances beginning at 6.30, that is, at 6 p.m. So this is next Tuesday at the Max M. Fisher Music Center in Detroit on Woodward Avenue. Pre-concert performances and activities at 6, the full concert at 7.30. Let's take a moment now. Actually, this is kind of a mild day. This evening is mild. It's in the 40s, I believe, but it's going to get colder again, naturally, because Michigan. Here's a little bit of music to warm you up. This is Tommy Dorsey and his Clam Bake 7 from their album, Having Wonderful Time. Here is at the Codfish Ball. Introducing our new addition to the Clam Bake 7, Bud Freeman and his tenor sax at the Codfish Ball. Take him away, Davey. Thank you. 
bottom of the sea. We'll join in that jamboree at the codfish ball. While the lobsters dancing in a row, they shuffle off to Buffalo. The jellyfish wiggle to and fro at the codfish ball. Now Finn and Hattie leads the eel through an Irish reel. The catfish is the dancing man, but he can't, can't, can like the sardine can. Tuna's trucking left and right, Minnie's mooching for what a night. There will be a hook inside at the codfish ball. That's right. That is Tommy Dorsey and the Clam Bake Seven. Vocals there by Edith Wright. I love the way she spelled her first name. E-D-Y-T-H-E. Edith Wright. And that is at the Codfish Ball. Makes me hungry for dinner. It's almost dinner time. It's about 20 to 7. And also at 7, aside from dinner, for me, is Pand- is this is Pandora's Lunchbox. On WCBN FM Ann Arbor and WCBN.org. Go to the website. Coming up at 7, it's Face the Music with Our Wolf. So I mentioned that there is a Chinese New Year celebration this Tuesday at the Max M. Fisher Music Center with music and acrobatics and stuff. Also this Tuesday, February 12th, is Darwin Day. It will be the 210th anniversary of the birth of Charles Darwin. So let's listen to a song from the album Darwin, Darn It. I mean, it seems like there's no better occasion to do that, right? This album is by the Galapagos Island Boys, who, in spite of their name, are from California. A little background on this song called Born Down Near the Olduvai. The Olduvai Gorge is in Tanzania. Wikipedia says it's proven invaluable in furthering understanding of early human evolution. Homo habilis, which is probably the first early human species, occupied the Olduvai Gorge approximately 1.9 million years ago. Substantial evidence of hunting and scavenging has been discovered at the Olduvai Gorge, according to Wikipedia, but it's believed by archaeologists that hominins inhabiting the area between 1.9 and 1.7 million years ago spent the majority of their time gathering wild plant foods, such as berries, tubers, and roots, 
the earliest hominins most likely did not rely on meat for the bulk of their nutrition. Now, I'm not sure why they're singing about Lucy in this upcoming song, the famous 3.2 million year old fossil, because she was discovered more than a thousand miles north in Ethiopia. She was an Australopithecus afarensis. But anyway, happy birthday, Darwin. This one goes out to you. Long time ago, neath a bright blue sky, I was born down near the old divide. Grew up to be about three feet high, living down there near the old divide. Gathered up food so we could eat. Didn't flake flint, didn't grow wheat. Mama found berries, what a treat. Daddy never caught much meat. We didn't talk much and can't say why. Maybe too dumb to syllabify. Pine sized brain, but we still got by. Hear us how near the old divide. <laughs> you heard of me, cause of where I died. Resting my bones in an old hillside. And maybe killed by a big rock slide. Keeping my bones covered up and died. What was I doing, by the way? Looking for food or out to play. Didn't have God, so could not pray. In that rock slide, my last day. Australopithecus, they called me. An eight-man branch off your family tree. I stood up, isotopes agree. 3.2 million years BP. I'm missing parts like my whole right thigh Life could be tough near the old divide Then Don Johansson came passing by Digging up bones to identify Later they played a Beatles song Lucy and Diamonds all night long Could have been passing round a bong Name me Lucy for that song Now I'm a star in the firmament Cause of my age we are confident Evolution is evident My bones stand as a testament By Beatles and she's the first to try Lucy walked near the old divide I'd only planned ahead I could have played Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds now with their plasticine porters and tangerine whatchamacallits that was Darwin Darnit. That's the album, sorry. The album is called Darwin Darnit. It's by the Galapagos Mountain Boys out of California, hence the name Galapagos. The song was Born Down Near the Old Ovi, and they mentioned about two million years ago BP. And what does that mean? It's not necessarily a reference to uh, an oil company, but BP, according to this website I'm staring at right now, means before present, specifically before 1950. The most commonly used convention in radiocarbon dating. Present referring to the year 1950 AD. 1950 is the date that the calibration curves were established, and we all can't fail to remember what that means. It also predates atmospheric testing of the atom bomb, which significantly upset C12 C14 ratios in the following years. Again, Needless to say, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's almost quarter to seven. Orwolf and Face the Music coming closer and closer. And isn't that cool? I think it's very cool. Well, one thing I want to tell you is I want to eat your pancreas. 
Let me be more specific. I Want to Eat Your Pancreas will be at Ann Arbor 20 Cinemas on Carpenter Road tonight at 7, subtitled, and this Saturday at 12.55 p.m. dubbed. This is a 2018 coming-of-age anime about the relationship between a popular girl and the aloof bookworm who discovers her diary. I want to eat your pancreas. I just want to say that. It's just so fun to say. I suggest, listen, everybody. Everybody, open your windows and shout into the silence, I want to eat your pancreas. I take no responsibility if you actually do that. Here's something to warm you up. We need something to warm us up again. And also, I need some help. But here's something about cocoa. Actually, it's called cocoa. Imagine it's about hot cocoa.
from the same folks who brought you Ballroom Blitz and Fox on the Run and uh, Little Willie, that was Coco. Again, not about hot cocoa, but if you drank hot cocoa, that wouldn't be so bad, you know. So here's something you need to know, or maybe not. The Dirty Show starts in Detroit this weekend. It's an annual show for grown-ups only. Meanwhile, there's something called the Other Dirty Show at the Scarab Club behind the Detroit Institute of Arts. Unfortunately, this one is about food, so we are going to have to talk about it. The Other Dirty Show is a collection of photographs taken on the job, documenting violations and spanning decades of Agnes Gira. I wish I, I apologize if I've mispronounced her last name. Agnes Gira's work as a health inspector for the city of Detroit. She's careful not to reveal the location of any of the spaces she documents in this show. A consummate professional, says the Scarab Club, she will never bring to light which kitchens did not pass inspection, but she will tell you her favorite dining locations. Her connection to the Scarab Club began with an, with an inspection of its kitchen. How many artists start a relationship with a gallery by inspecting their kitchen? That's pretty rare. Agnes retired as a food inspector in 2015 after 25 years. The other dirty show is at the Scarab Club, I believe through, not this weekend, but the following weekend, but I'll have to double check on that for you. For no particular reason at all, here is Dolly Parton, and this is Cracker Jack. Might be about food, might not be. I'm on a roll with this, and might or might not be about food stuff. So here we go. Once I had a little dog, I called him Cracker Jack. He had a spot around one eye that looked just like a patch. His legs were way too long, and he was awkward as could be. He wasn't much to look at, but he looked all right to me. I found him by the riverbank just wandering about. He was cold and hungry, and his ribs were sticking out. I snapped my fingers, whistled when he came, I picked him up. I was just a kid, and Cracker Jack was just a pup. I took him home and fed him till he couldn't eat no more. I took him to my room and put a blanket on the floor. Jack would run to meet me after school each day He'd jump and wag his tail and look at me as if to say I love you and I missed you and I'm glad you're home again I knew just how he felt cause me and Cracker Jack was friends Through the woods and fields we would often roam about When we got in trouble we would help each other out I could run almost as fast as Cracker Jack could run We had a lot in common and we had a lot of fun He was always with me when I was growing up 
We shared each other's good times and we shared each other's love. He only lives in memories now, but often I think back to the days of childhood, the days of Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack, the best friend that I ever had was Cracker Jack, but he was more than that. A playmate, a companion, he was love and understanding. That was Cracker Jack, the best friend. Well, that turned out to be a sweet song, didn't it? That was Dolly Parton and Cracker Jack. The phrase Cracker Jack. Well, the words crack and jack were combined to form Cracker Jack in the late 19th century. Cracker being an elongation of crack, an adjective, of course, meaning expert or superior. That dates back to the 18th century. Prior to that, crack was a noun meaning something superior and a verb meaning to boast. The, ber- the verb use evolved from the expression to crack a boast, which came from the sense of crack meaning to make a loud, sharp sound. Jack has been used for man since the mid-1500s, mid-1500s, as in jack-of-all-trades. I'm having a difficulty time for the talk any of the more, so I think I'll wrap it up, and I'll let some music do the talk of a ling. Here's Tommy Dorsey and his Clambake 7 one more time with the Milkman's Matinee. This goes out to Manos, if you're listening. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for allowing me to do that for so long. Arwolf and Face the Music is next, then Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop at 8. Keep on listening after that and forever, and never stop listening ever, ever to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
7 o'clock. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. My name's R. Wolf. Thank you, Mike. Well, I feel better now. Of course, I always feel better when I escape from the, uh, the rest of the world and come down here into our musicological laboratory uh, run and maintained by students with lots of volunteer community involvement. And we are conspiring to help you to feel better and to use more than 12% of your brain. Hmm? Let's try that. The um, rubric for this evening, the overarching theme, is two words, hot house, and we'll get eventually to the Dizzy Gillespie recording of the same name from 1945. But I'd like to begin with something from 1955, and this is, picks up where Mike left off here. This is um, Wilbur de Paris and his new New Orleans jazz. That's a, an ensemble he put together in 1955. And they're working up a song, uh, sort of a stupid pop song, from the uh, 1920s called Hot Lips. I think the, the Tin Pan Alley lyric was something about he's got hot lips when he plays jazz, you know, that kind of thing. But luckily, this is instrumental. And I want you to listen for the tuba player. The tuba player is Wilbur de Paris's brother, Sidney de Paris more commonly heard as a trumpeter throughout his life, but he gets featured as the, he's a tuba wrestler on this record. Let's face the music. Let's go home. 